Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Joe D, bringing you another season as we give you season four. My co-host, Lamont Thomas, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's almost as uh, rhythmic now. So we're back at it for season four as we have our first guest coming on, Ivana Rich from Norfolk State University. Again, this podcast is designed to spread knowledge, teach, and inform the listener and viewer about the positive advancement of Virginia athletes born or raised and definitely born and raised. So let's go ahead and tune into it. And as you know, this is brought to you by Legacy Maker Sports, Grind and Pray, and yours truly at Commonwealth Sports Talk. So without further ado, let's get right to it. We made sure we hit the button this time, Ivana. <laughs> yeah, we made it audible. She had to say it to us. We thank you so much. Hey, look. When you said it was good times and good chats, I didn't think that the non-recording button was going to have us come back so quick for another conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. Gratefully appreciate your time. No <laughs> problem. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and knock this one out. How was your weekend? Was it good? It was good. It's been very busy, um, but good. Can't complain. That's what I thought. Yeah. So... Appreciate your time and thank you for joining us. Uh, welcome to Commonwealth Sports. We have a great guest and show for you today as we bring you Ivana Rich from Norfolk State University. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what your position is at Norfolk State. Okay, well, uh, currently I serve as the Associate Athletics Director for Academics and um, the Chief Diversity Officer for our department. But um, I've been in sports all my life. Uh, grew up in Cumberland County, Virginia, a small town with no stoplights. Um, I played sports there. Uh, went on to play volleyball at VCU. And then upon graduating from VCU, I started my career in coaching. So I coached volleyball at the Division One and Division Two level before transitioning into academic support. So that has that journey has brought me here to my role at Norfolk State. That's dope. That's dope. So someone with such a background in volleyball, I'm pretty sure you understand the dynamic of how hard it is to be a student athlete in, in your position that you host with the um, academic services. Talk to us a little bit about how you guide your kids in, in, the, in their right routes, paths and opportunities with their academic careers along with being student athletes. Absolutely, so, you know, I have a, a personal testament uh, to how hard it is to be a student athlete. Um, when I was a student athlete at VCU, you know, my freshman year, I went into it with wide eyes, you know, thought I had all the answers, thought I had it all together, but I struggled significantly um, my first year, you know, trying to manage the academic piece. And then, you know, being a division one athlete, traveling, missing a lot of classes. And so, you know, I felt it firsthand how hard that transition can be. And so mm -hmm. I really use my experience as a student athlete uh, with my student athletes at Norfolk State. And, you know, I understand their struggles. And, you know, I try to tell them early on that being an athlete and a student in college is much different than high school. Um, this yes. journey is going to challenge you. It's going to test you. And so I do my best to try to support them um, any way I can and make sure they're aware of, you know, the circumstances, the situations. I try to provide them with a the resource to make that transition a little bit better and a little bit easier. 
That's dope. Absolutely, it is. It is dope. Hey, so that's that's a little bit about the uh, the passion meets purpose. You know, part of what you do. So let's let's talk about that. Um, you've uh, given us insight about how you even have certain things set up for your student athletes to where they can come in and do the work or their study in front of you, right? And they have access to you directly, right? Like talk a little bit about that special relationship that you have with some of your student athletes and why it's, it's so important um, for you to, to turn your, you know, your experience that you've just given us, you know, now into a resource for the ones that's come after you. So one word you said is key and that's relationships. One thing I've learned um, during my time in academics, how important relationships really are to student athletes, especially with them being away from home. You know, they're away from their original support system. So they need to build a new support system while they're in college. And so we are really, really um, crucial part of that support system. And so I work with my student athletes very closely and I build those relationships with them and I meet them where they are. You know, all of them come from different backgrounds. They come from different educational levels. Um, different desires, different motivations. And so, you know, we, we do not use a cookie cutter approach. I like to say, you know, I try to make sure I use an individualized approach. Who you are is who I'm going to meet you at. And I'm going to help you to, number one, identify your goals, where you want to go, what your passions are, what's going to motivate you, and then help you reach those goals. And I think, you know, in terms of like availability, we we really we really take that availability part serious. You know, my my cell phone I always make the joke that my cell phone is public. My cell phone number is public information, and it really is. And so my student athletes they have they have access to me twenty four seven. You know, I try to try to find some balance with them, and they're you know getting better with making sure they are proactive, and so they don't have to call me on a Saturday night. Right. Um, exactly. But you know, they know they have an opportunity to really connect with me if they need me. I'm gonna be there, um, whether I'm on campus or off campus. So, I think that that relationship right there just helps them feel more comfortable and know they're really supported while they're competing. That's as real as it gets. That is, and I mean, like you have to think your ability to be successful at every step of the route. And, and, and I go all the way back to being an athlete as we talk about being a volleyball player and having to endure some of the obstacles that come with being a volleyball player. And I think you know where I'm going with this. So, you know, talk to me a little more about how your adversities brought you to the forefront. Your adversities allowed you to be, wide, you know, wide ranged and be able to do a lot of different tasks. You have multiple hats you carry on. So talk to me a little bit about the experience of a volleyball player. Traditionally, it's not uh, a lot of African-American women when you play travel or club. On top of that, it can be expensive. Um, and, and so sometimes a lot of people are not privy to that opportunity to have club volleyball or to grow up in that opportunity, seeing you know, good competition, the college coaches, the opportunities that are available for everybody. Talk to me about your experience with that. Well, I can, that, that really hits home for me, you know, as a volleyball player from a small town, you know, you don't get a lot of exposure. And so I had to travel a whole hour um, to play club volleyball. Something I would not have known about um, until I played in the, our district championship my, my senior year, no, my junior year, district championship. One of the officials talked to my mom after the game. was like, have you guys ever heard of this? Your daughter should come try to try out for the team. So if that wouldn't have occurred, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. But, you know, 
travel volleyball. Volleyball itself is an expensive sport. And so I was fortunate enough that I club that I played for, I was actually on a scholarship. That's um, awesome. So they, they helped, helped us out financially because it was a heavy burden on my parents to be able to you know, afford that. Um, and then even with the transportation piece, having to drive that far three times a week and then do the travel on top of that on the weekend um, yes. is a, a big burden. Um, it's a grind. Absolutely. And so when you talk about access and some of the disparities that may come from that, you know, volleyball traditionally is not a, a sport that you see a lot of colored faces. And so mm -hmm. from my travel, both of my travel teams, I was the only black girl on the team. And so I, I learned that early on about the culture of volleyball. And then when I got to college, my freshman year, that continued. I was the only black girl on that team. Um, on a team where there are a lot of international players. It was just just me, you know, trying to adapt to the environment. Um, so that was definitely very challenging and very eye-opening. But, you know, our program, our coach was committed to diversity, uh, yep. which was amazing. And so he recruited some more players. So our team became more diverse my second year there. Um, but it was a struggle. And it was a struggle for me that first year um, to the point where, you know, I was unsure of my future there because of that. I wanted to be in a place where I felt like I was comfortable um, and then I was going to be supported. And so my coaches made that happen for me. And I can't say that happens everywhere, but I was very fortunate in my situation that my coaches did make that happen for me. I, and you know what? And I, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times people don't realize the perception in, in the whole grand scheme of things. Like when we talk, I had a young kid that I coached and he was like, well, this coach did X, Y, Z. And I said, have you ever thought about what pressures that coach faces? And so when you look at your situation, the perception of it is that you're the only African-American woman your freshman year, but there are women there that have a language barrier on top of possibly a color barrier. So there's so many different ways that it can be affected that you had the ability to see yours, see others, understand, relate. And I think you do an awesome job of implying it now with your job. And so that's something that I see coming from the ground up that you've taken and run with. Like the, the vision that you possess, it, it has success written all over it because of the in-person, the caring, the, the, the reaching out and the efforts that you put forth. Um, and, and it shows, it definitely shows. So how, how do you handle ha having all these hats on your head? I mean, you have like many a roles you can do, and I'm sure that you are intrigued to do more because, you know, and when you love it, it's not work. And, and, and something that we notice is that you've been everywhere since college as an athlete where you probably have loved your job. Not a lot of people can say that, you know, where they graduated college and they've loved their job every step of the way. So talk to me about how you're able to wear so many hats and, and how did you develop those patterns and those those work ethics along with being able to take on new tasks? Well, I would say I developed it early on. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I was a tri-sport athlete. So I played, I was yeah. always active, played sports. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> nah, we got to go back. So, so look, and I, th most people LT play two sports and so they are called what is what was the term we were talking about two sport two sport athlete everybody knows two sport athlete but um, she said three try cumberland on her back though <laughs> did you win states by yourself no let me stop let me stop no 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 i had great teammates shout out to my teammates there you go that's teammates. that's sports life right there so so talk to us about it though three sports though 
Right. So three sports. So it's always in something. Also, my dad was a coach. He's our football coach. So, you know, it was like in our, it was in our blood. Um, and then on, during the times where I was playing club volleyball, I was also playing basketball. Basketball was my, that was my first sport, mm. first love. And so I would, you know, go to school all day. I went to a governor's school. So I went to school at Longwood University for half a day, came back to my regular school for the other half practice for you know right after school and then I would drive to Richmond do my club practice and drive home and do my homework so this grind started early on um and so it has kind of really carried over and evolved as I got older so when they say do two or three things you're like huh, I ain't gonna let them see that but I'm <laughs> one, net. one net one ball two schools by herself in the gym <laughs> at home all day every day I love it so women in sports, let's talk about that because there's been such recognition for women in sports recently. And we yeah. at Commonwealth Sports have done a great job trying to give that recognition as well as we finish season three in Women's Sports Month, um, Women's History Month, not sports. And um, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel pressure? I know as a black man in a world where we sometimes have given been given this stereotype. I feel like I have to defend it constantly. Um, do you feel like you have to defend constantly being a woman in sports, being that you have to prove yourself or how do you take that challenge on? I would say, you know, it used to, I used to put more pressure on myself before, but, you know, with the success that women have had recently, it's helped us, you know, it's really helped us to really believe in ourselves and really secure seats at the table. So now, you know, I'm at, to the phase where it's like show out phase we're mm -hmm. here let's show up and show out and so right. you know it's definitely i'm i'm so happy about the progress that we have made as women in sports um and more so excited about the future um you know it, it, every day you're seeing a story about a woman just breaking barriers and i just love to see it like gives me chills um, about the different the different things women are doing in all aspects of sports and in, in football you know nfl nba um, you know look at maria teller i've been watching her i know her um from early on in my career so i watching her just transition through her career so like i love to see it. i will yeah. be honest i did try to look to see what maria taylor is making at nbc because she turned down three mil and I know it was principal. I know there's a lot of principal with that story because I followed all of it. But I was like, man, she got to be worth five, six mil now messing with NBC because NBC wanted her. There's a difference when you're wanted versus you're qualified. Qualified means you are capable of doing the job. Wanted means you can almost call your shot. And so that Maria Taylor situation is very intriguing. Yeah, rumor has it that we might turn around and see her uh, on, on NFL, maybe even Sunday night. So, Well, no, she's going to get that chance. NBC yeah. Sunday night football, she's going to yeah. get all of the sports chances that NBC has to offer. And they, mm -hmm. they hold better titles than a, than a and I don't want to say bland because we live off of ESPN, but then a commercialized ESPN. Right. You know, NBC has the Olympics. They have the finals. Right. They have the Preakness. They have different events that are humongous. Right. And you hear that voice. You know what I'm saying? That's how you become somebody etched in stone right. with that voice. So yeah, I think definitely she's in the right direction with her decision. Yeah. I, I wanted to, uh, to talk about that though. Um, you were talking about, your opportunities, you know, and the, the fact that you had to do so much with, you know, an opportunity that wasn't so wide at first. So I kind of want to talk to you now about about that scope being widened, you know, like you said, with all the traction 
that women have gotten in sports. Um, I, I want to get your opinion on what you think about, you know, the, the Renee Montgomery's of, of the world, you know, the um, Atlanta dream, you know, becoming a former, uh, former WNBA player, now uh, executive part owner of the team, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, what, what does that mean for you when, when you see that in, in today's, today's world? I mean, it means everything. And it, to me, it means that, you know, little black girls all around the world can see that they can do this. You know, yes. they can do this. Like, it doesn't matter that they're, um, they're black. It doesn't matter that they're a woman. Um, it doesn't matter where they come from, but they can, they can achieve these things. And I think those, those examples are so important for young women, you know, who are aspiring because the field of athletics sport management women are really going into that field and they really want to make a difference and they want to dance. And so, you know, it gives a lot of women hope because they know they do, they're probably going to have to, you know, um, fight through some barriers. And so it gives them hope to see that, yes, I can achieve this one day. I can do this. Um, Sometimes that's what it takes to be able to see somebody do it. Yeah, absolutely. Come behind them and really emulate them and do it for yourself. Yeah. Joe, talk to them about the athletic directors in Virginia. You took the words right out of my mouth and, I was just thinking that too, to the point where most of them are women and, and a lot of people aren't aware of that. We're, we're talking about Virginia State, Virginia Union, Norfolk State, um, UVA. These are all women athletic directors and their programs are thriving. And so I just wanted to give so much credit and respect to those women in the, in the state that are, that are putting in that groundwork. One thing you have to notice is that when you have Renee Montgomery's, when you have Peggy Davis's, when you have uh, different ladies in position that are leading, you have a, a, a goal now that, is, that continues. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I've learned for myself is that when you coach or when you have a job you love, you never want to give it up because then you think your life, you know, like what's next, you know what I'm saying? That what's next feeling. So when you're in a career path that is always driving or driven by women who are trailblazing the market, I think that is just something that it can only insinuate more women to want to be there. And people aren't realizing how many are already there. And so I think this is a forefront that um, a lot of people are starting to like kind of see like, there are women in sports, you know, there are a lot of women that are controlling sports. There are a lot of women that know the sport. And so I think that the pigheadedness needs to really kind of go out, you know, with all of the racism, because you have to have an open mind toward everything you approach. And I think that's what something you pass on to your students as an advisor. You know, you have to have an open mind. It's not a direct path with you being an athlete or a sports athlete or on scholarship, there's no direct path. Cause if it was Miss Rich wouldn't have a job. If it was these coaches wouldn't be getting credit, you know, when it comes to these umbrellas that they build these, these right. families and communities that come back and support their programs. So you, you definitely have to find a way to make your own mark, but at the mm-hmm. same time, follow suit and so I think that that's that's something that you're in a position of love like I never thought so this this is what I said I was like I'm never going to be a sports medicine person just too much medicine I'm not going to know the body the anatomy is too much all the body parts and then bringing it together I said so that's gone then you think about sports and advising and administrative advising and that's what you do. And you have made me very intrigued with it because of the impact that you could have. I think I spoke to you before and we talked about how my position is separate from the kid, the ability to enter, to affect the kid 
in a positive light. And so it kind of got bored writing permits all day, which is why I took on coaching basketball and track because I need to interact and help that kid see the light or the light bulb click on. And that makes my job feel like I don't work. And, and, right, and, and right. I'll shoot for that every day of the week, you know? Definitely. So I know you, you, have, you have plenty of chances to get that feeling. And, and I know that's a pure joy when they have that light bulb come on. Talk to me a little bit about that when you've had a kid come back to you and go, I just can't believe it. You pushed me through. I just didn't see it. I mean, because you've been there. How, how many years is, is this now? Year five or six, I believe? Six. This is six. Year six. Mm -hmm. six good I don't want to slight any years so six <laughs> not five we earned them 365s right, so right. Talk, <laughs> talk to me about a kid that might has come back and talked to you and was like you know I didn't see it you know you might not have saw it but when they come back it's like a full circle moment yeah well you know we have we have students that you know are come from different backgrounds different levels and you know some of them you really have to will them to the finish you know they might not believe in themselves that they can get through and walk across that stage and graduate and so I have quite a few stories of student athletes like that. And those are actually some of my, my favorite student athletes. Like my staff, they laugh at me. They're like, you like the toughest athletes. You like the toughest cases. And I was like, yes, those are my favorite because that means I really have to dig in. I really have to, you know, find a way to make them believe in themselves. But it's um, the so joy they give you back, I think, too, because they Absolutely. don't have nobody in their corner. So when you show them you got their back and then now they run through a wall for you, you don't even coach them, Miss Rich, and you're in the position that they'll run through a wall for you. Like, that's got to be dope. Like <laughs> it, it really is, though. Like, when you think about it, like, from being like a coach to being in this type of role, like, it really is, though, like. They like they keep me going, you know, yeah. like it's it's really a labor of love. Like when you can come in and, you know, they just they just bring you joy. And even on the tough days, like it's totally worth it um, to be able to come in and really impact lives in that way. And like I have student athletes that have graduated and they come and see me all the time. They come and mess with me all the time. They just stop by my office. Gotcha. You know, and I love to see it like you're, that's you on my wall. I, that's my most difficult cases. I always take pictures of them on graduation day and I put them on. <laughs> and they're so embarrassed. I'm like, no, why do you have that picture? Because like, you know, they don't, I need everybody to know we went through. To exactly. Right. The grind is real. That's why I got the picture up there. I need people to yeah. know it's real. Right. And it's so, it's so ironic, right? Because they play sports. Right? They happen to be in sports and, and you go from just wanting to see them win, you know, athletically, physically, and then it goes, it kind of, you know, transcends to you trying to you want to see them win at everything everything they do in life right like you want to see them graduate you want to see them get in the career they want you want to see them become moms and dads like you know just be better people and the you fact know, that you, you know that freshman and sophomore year they don't know her they don't right. want to know her freshman and sophomore year yeah, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Try to stay right right <laughs> like what you want to talk right. today mm -mm. right you the, you you the principal at first right right but i catch him in the hallway like i, I walk around like hello. are you miss rich yes hello come on right. come talk to me right i was just looking for you no you won't you was looking yeah. to not be seen that's what you right? like. yeah that's good oh, though man. that's good that's that's what you want and and, and I, I understand how that's something that you know, give, gives you joy and keeps you going at what you do and, and even pushes you to do more, you know, <laughs> as you've done so much already. You know, I understand how that could be, you know, a propelling motivation for you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. So what message can you give these young ladies that are inspired to be a Ivana Rich, to be a lady of leadership, to be a woman of their own independently? What is the message you have for them to carry forward? I would definitely say believe in yourself and work hard day in and day out for your dreams. And then when you get to a position where you are in a role to influence others, lift as you rise, bring other women with you. I'm yes. really big on mentoring and bring yes. people up with you. So you know, use your connections, use your network. We're out here, like I always take calls, text, emails, and you know, somebody's just chat about the business or what they should do. Um, use your network. We're out here. We're willing to help you. We want to see you win too. Yes. Lift up yeah. as we rise. Like, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that's a that. good one. So important. Wow. So, you know, and I, I really appreciate good gems being passed on this show. And, and it seems like a lot of times they're not premeditated. And so when, when they just slide right on in, everybody does that head nod and you understand what it means and so i'm hoping our audience gets that message as well as we continue to try to pitch that message to everybody listening so once again we'd love to thank you for your time your efforts your grind uh your virginia dedication because you've been all throughout virginia with vcu with virginia state with norfolk state from the root to the tooth um you know what i'm saying so we are very humbled to have you in our state doing your work and supplying these young kids with opportunities and visions. So thank you for thank your you time. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for joining us at Commonwealth Sports Talk. We'll see you next week. You guys have a good one. Thanks. You're the best. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm so sorry I was late. I like wasn't feeling that well. I fell asleep and I started dreaming these crazy dreams. Oh no! Dreams came. They woke me up. I was like, oh my God, it's 9 o'clock. We must be peas in a pod because I went to check on my um, lady and it was 4.30 and I told the month and I was like, I woke up at 8.20 like, whoa. You would have laughed at our conversation because it happened. Yeah. Every one of us at the same time. <laughs> Me, I, I was on a road trip. I was coming back from DC and I actually didn't get back to almost eight. So all three of us were just like, dang. He's like, Joe, we still doing it? I'm like, doing what? <laughs> oh no. I was like, oh, I'm going to I said, I'm going to the store to grab some orange juice. I'll be right back. We setting it up, bro. Like I was I in here. How that up, up. By us. Are we good? We did it. We made it. That's how we roll, though. We get it in when we fit in. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Remember, media, no we're coming. Remember, media, like I got you. I got you. I will not forget y'all. Oh yeah. Reach out to me. I got you. Oh yeah. That's dope. That's dope. We appreciate you, and I will reach out to you again in regards to that because it's going to be for basketball as well. So it's going to be okay. early that I, I kind of reach out for that. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You guys have a great night. All right, you too. Whew. Round table talk. Yay! We made it. We did it, bro. Season four, episode one is in the books. Ivana Rich is different from our traditional guest. <laughs>
She's, yeah. not, she's not different in the sense that she's an athlete. She's putting in work for Virginia. She's an academic advisor under the athletic program at Norfolk State, and she works wonders. Do you hear me? Like, she is every parent's best friend. Oh, yeah. She's never a, gets hey, to meet oh, her. Speaking of which, you remember how we did um somebody in her position, how I did Warren last? Uh, yeah. You know she's at Penn State now. Stop playing. Yeah. She went from Florida to Penn State now, so she's closer to us. Went to Penn State, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's big business. Crazy, yep. Women in sports, I love it. Whoa, that's crazy. Literally right after the interview. So she, she actually hit me, but hit me up one day and followed up and was just like, hey, can you send me the link to the episode again? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Then she was like, no. Uh, before I could even send it back, she was like, no, nah, never mind. I found it. But I'm get, I'm guessing that was her putting her portfolio together. Yay! Yep. Pitch it to him. Yep. And next thing you know, the next week, I saw the announcement. I was like, she is so dope. Bro. This is awesome. And you know, and so the, the whole pom, pom, uh, <laughs> I can't even talk. But the whole principle of that is. The network is real. Like it, it, it shifts and moves, but it's real. Like it is real. She's at Penn State now. That's two hour ride both ways for us to meet and have the opportunity. So the network continues to grow. Carlita right. Parks is out here. You know, women in sports is gonna take over, and I, I'd be yeah. happy to step aside nice. because all I care about is the, the the sports being appreciated, loved, and unifying people. Like yeah. that's what I think people don't understand. Like yeah. you can be. I'm real competitive. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of us can say that on the inside that we're real competitive, but you appreciate the grind of competing. You appreciate what it takes to win. You understand why you lost. And so when you fix it to win, it's gratifying. So like, that's why I love sports. I don't love sports just to be on a limelight. So for real, they can have all the titles. We can have an all women's broadcast team. We can have an all women's coaching squad. It ain't going to change no train of thought I got when it comes to how I follow sports. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to still watch. I'm still going to critique. I'm still switch Stephen A with Maria Taylor and let her be outspoken. I still will say what I say and I'll appreciate it. And we'll set, get up every morning and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, bro. It's absolutely, real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Story right there. Well, yes, oh. Miss Rich, first uh, episode. Um, Norfolk State's blowing the hell up. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. While you're quietly, and it ain't because they're on Commonwealth, I tell you. That. <laughs> they they come from the It ain't because they're on Commonwealth Sports Talk, I could tell you that right now. Yeah. It's more so about the fact that their basketball program, their growth, their room for opportunity, like they've got the blueprint and the people in place to put them in, in position. So I'm. Yeah, I've been watching. Yeah. Little Virginia State is what they used to call them. Yeah. Yeah. Little Virginia State. They doing it. Behold, they're green and gold. Remember I told you I said, when I get them on, I'll give them their shout out. Behold, they're green and gold. I say it wrong on purpose every time because I am (laughs) 1882 built. So. Oh man, it's crazy, man. It's it's been crazy, and, and uh, you know, I think like we were just talking about, uh, a win for anybody who's been on this show was a win for all of us, and that's mm-hmm. that's really the basis of the show, right? Is um, <laughs> we're trying to give back, we're trying to we're trying to, you know, show the the positive advancement 
you know, of Virginia athletes. And that's exactly this, right? It's advancement. Yeah. We're, we're, we're breaking down the stages of everybody's career, but it's not finished yet, right? Because not the, the legacy is, is being built one brick at a time and being able to actually watch the inside of that on Commonwealth Sports Talk is amazing. That's the roses, man. We, we stay trying to throw these roses. You know what I'm saying? Karen Barefoot, I'm throwing roses to you. I need you on the show. Minchville High School, University of UNC coach out there in North Carolina doing her thing. Need you on the show. I mean, we just reaching out. It's the flowers. It has nothing with making our show. It has nothing with, you know, us getting them notoriety. It's just more about showing the love to those we see grinding. And, and when you grinding, you definitely need people to show you the, the support and love because sometimes you miss it. You got your head down, you working hard. You don't appreciate the process. So here we are at Commonwealth trying to let these people appreciate the process. Just like our intro, all past guests now. The intro shows the highlights from all past guests now. I get it. The intro from the original was all Virginians. We're still going to keep you with all Virginians, but the ones that have come on, we're going to continue to show you love. It's not no do an interview for me, see what you could do for me. It's the ways that we continue to give back. So I think it's dope, bro. Yes, sir. Roundtable talk kind of went all around the table, and uh, that's how we do here at Commonwealth Sports Talk. So tune in for episode two. We have a good one coming for you. Uh, I'll leave that name quiet this time, but I'll promote it so you'll find ways to see it. Thank you for joining. Commonwealth Sports Talk. Let's get it.